Hi listeners, this is producer Marjorie. I wanted to jump on to let you know that there will be no pod in your feed next Sunday, the 20th. Instead, we'll probably be recording on that Sunday and we'll release a pod covering full gear and whatever else we need to cover probably on Tuesday the 22nd, so the Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. And then there will also be no additional pod the Sunday of that week. So it's one pod for those two weeks. Uh, that's it. Enjoy the show. <laughs> we could play a version wow. of the dating game we'll where like... Marjorie gives us four wrestlers and we have to populate the major branches of government. Oh, dear. Supreme Court Justice, President, or Senator. Yeah. Wow. Or Congressman. Let one of them be a Congressman. Oh, sure. But that's that's one branch. Well, she said four. She said four. So I know, but there's only three branches of government. (laughs) That's true, Leah. I guess as Anne was talking, I just gave you president. Here's the thing, though. Anne was going to let me get away with that. She just like quietly fixed it for me. But like you were like... In, uh, in, let's, let's bring this out. In each trying to fix something that we'd heard, we revealed all. <laughs> well, good work, team. That's that's how the magic. It's happens. not actually that important to know how government works because we're not going to have one for much longer. And it's no. all fake, anyways. I mean, it's all run by the elite. It's just what Rupert Murdoch decides the that bucks. we have. <laughs> the bucks are the, elite. the bucks are running. <laughs> And they are bitches. The gossiping they do, they're <laughs> running this place into the ground. <laughs> Welcome to Tunnel Talk, a no facts, all feelings wrestling podcast. I am Allie. I'm Anne. And I'm Leah. And I was told not to ask how anyone's doing this week, so we're skipping that portion of the proceedings. Uh, We just have one order of business before we get to some of the darkest reporting, uh, I would say, of our tenure as a podcast. Um, (laughs) If any of you have any connections to the Folgers executive team, the Folgers coffee executive team. Or marketing, the the marketing side, too. Well, yeah, sure, the marketing. I guess I kind of thought we would have to go, like, pretty high to To the top. top. You're right, we can go to the marketing team. Uh, Just let us, just shoot us an email and let us know. Thank you so much. We won't be providing any more details about that question. (laughs) Day 67 of no elite bodies, juicy or otherwise, <laughs> on our TV screens. What if their bodies have gotten non-juicy while they've they been could gone? Desiccated bodies. Oh my god! What if or they what got if, juiced? What if they spent all <laughs> like the, the time, blueberry like, in Willy Wonka, <laughs> <laughs> the blueberry girl? What if they juiced them? <laughs> and then they Tony, have no juice. <laughs> Tony juiced our boys. <laughs> What if it goes the other way and they spend all this time bored at home working out too much and they come out <laughs> Brian Caged? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That'd be even worse. What if they split the difference and we have a desiccated man and a Brian Cage and then Stuart Little? <laughs> Do you guys think it would be worse if they all had Adam Cole bodies or if they all had Brian Cage bodies? Brian Cage. Yeah, yeah for sure. Brian Cage for sure. Yeah. 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 Because they could get like pretty non-juicy, like medium man body. And I would still love them so much. But if they looked like Brian Cage, whose body should be illegal, not in a good way. <laughs> and he is, I guess, in some senses because of how he gets it. Uh, I would, it would really be over for me. It would yeah. all be over yeah. for me. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if Brian Cage wasn't on steroids and that just was his <laughs> natural body? Uh, that would really, that would change my perception of reality in a really big way. <laughs> I would have to readjust. Yeah. Uh, we did get a longer video package than in previous weeks, but in the same theme with, I would say, the same kind of amount of information. Mm-hmm. This one, they really leaned into the full gear logo, mm-hmm. which was <laughs> animated, so it's like, They'll be back at full gear, which I don't know if Brian Alvarez thought that would excite us. Or something. <laughs> People like, need yeah, to keep we, we stop telling us there's big scoops when there's like there's nothing. no scoops. Just tell me I'm about to s- slog through two hours of hell and <laughs> leave me be. Um, 
And they really leaned into the steampunky element. I personally believe this was a Kenny Omega choice. I mean, uh, you just look at Kenny Omega, and that's like the most steampunk man you've ever seen. Like, he's yeah. got some waistcoats, you know? He owns or a pocket watch. Or if he watch. doesn't, it's like he, can't you picture, like, their AEW is at a hotel. You know how it's like they'll be, it's everyone from AEW and a wedding, or everyone from <laughs> AEW, blah, blah, blah. Everyone from AEW and a steampunk conven- convention. And Kenny sees, like, two steampunkers in the hotel lobby loses his mind. He's so excited. He's like, we're sneaking in. We're hiding under cogs and they won't even know it's us. We're going to have so much fun at the steampunk convention. I like your premise is kind of like if if Kenny's not into steampunk, it's just because he hasn't been exposed. The second he was exposed. That's pretty much what I was saying. Yes, thank you. That that, that deletes it nicely. That's right. Oh, distills it. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, um... This and so we did see lots of pictures of them from the past and oh and then we got a we did just before this podcast started recording or a little while before we got a Young Bucks bio update. Mm-hmm. Some things can't be deleted and they have a little picture of them and Kenny and it's steampunky. So um, so they so they will come back. So they'll come back. They're coming yeah. back to us. Which That's is kind of the amount of information that we've had. Pretty much the same amount of information. Yeah, for the last three weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. I keep thinking about it and being like, if this was like a paternity leave thing, like I think I would be enjoying this little tease, you know? Like I'd be Mm -hmm. like, this is like whatever they're doing. I'm having so much fun. I love the little things. But it's just like this whole time has been so stressful that like all all of the little teasing, I just keep going, I don't think I'm cut out for being a wrestling (laughs) fan. Or like even a sports fan at all, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I don't know, like because when this started, I was like, I'm not opposed to like a slow burn, like it could be good, but I feel like it's it's been burning too slow. Like it needs to be moving forward. Like something new has to happen every these week. these five second video packages, it's and not that's enough. it. It's yeah. not cutting it. It's killing no. me. <laughs> but do you think now? Now I know I'm holding the football, but. Maybe we see him next week, though. <laughs> no, for our no. Listen, I think maybe Leah should buy a ticket just in case. No, I'm gonna kill myself. No, I, I got my hopes up so bad for yesterday that I am now at a place where I'm like, we will never see them again. We won't see they them are again, no. dead. They are never coming back. And then if I ever do see them, maybe at Revolution, then that's when I'll deal with it. Do you think maybe they're not coming back because they're like pretty worried about what we're gonna say about their bodies? <laughs> Because they, they got Brian just... caged, <laughs> yeah, they're, and they're ashamed they're right they now, and they're far. like, "Oh no, oh no, take the steroids out!" <laughs> but it's going to take some time. <laughs> like they said, they wanted it. <laughs> we like they went backstage, but we went too far. <laughs> you know the first week that they went backstage, the, everybody was like, "Oh, we're so happy to see!" Oh my god! And they were like, "Oh, is it like noticeable? Is it?" <laughs> Do you guys know that? Um, you know that Leonard Cohen song, You Want It Darker? No. And in my head, no. Okay, well, you look that up. It's a great song. In my head, it's like a Weird Al version. You want it juicy. <laughs> okay. When That's you beautiful. Leave, Next week, he's you, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. So, Leah, you could go. You could go. <laughs> Listen, I don't, like, again, I, I don't Mercedes think that I'm cut out there. for this. Like, yeah. the amount of, like, uh, miserable... I was last night, like, no. uh, can't talk about it. It's we were, and like, we now we don't even have, hang, yeah, we were, it was very, I think at one point I said something about being the grumpiest girl in the world. And Allie was like, no, you're not. She's at the show. She's <laughs> like, still at the yeah, show. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. Unfortunately. Um, oh, I totally lost my train of thought. You can just okay. cut that Classic. right out. Perfect. Oh, now um, we don't even have Hangman either. Like, at least we had no. him kind of tidying this over for the first big chunk of this nonsense. Yeah. I was talking well, to Trish yesterday, and she, she said, like, she was like, no hanger, no elite. What is there left? And I was like, Warjo. And like, her reaction <laughs> <laughs> very good. <laughs> well, and to think, and then, you know, probably mere hours to minutes later, what was taken from us? Even Warjo. <laughs> even Warjo. We don't even have Warjo. Well, of course, that's why we're so devastated today. <laughs> so upset. This, 
is actually the equivalent of uh, if no one got our backs, you know MJF got our backs. That's what you said to Trace. You said, well, if we got nothing, we got war joke. Even as a joke. And even as a joke, you cursed it. And I appreciate it. They deserve to be cursed. Yeah, let's start cursing more things. Let's, um, we're going to get into the show. We're going to discuss the actual show. We did see some wrestling. We didn't just not see the elite. They replaced the elite with other things that we saw. Um, <laughs> I want to start by saying that, Leah, I'm so sorry, because you were at the show, and I'm, I hope you're going to weigh in with some stuff, and I hope you had a really good time. This was one of my least favorite shows in quite <laughs> some time. Yeah. I had, well, I was in a very good mood up until a certain <laughs> point, and so I was having a great time. Uh, but I don't know how much of that was the euphoria of absolutely with all certainty believing that I was going to see Matt Jackson <laughs> or whether it was a good show. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe we'll hash that out over the course of the next hour or so. I thought it was kind of a weird show because like I like nothing that bad happened, but I kept getting into like a progressively worse and worse mood. Like I just there were hardly any segments that like just straight up delighted me with no caveats. And there were a lot of segments with people I really dislike so yeah yeah well I'm interested to see how we feel uh now that uh some time has passed great disappointments were had we slept you know it's all it's all gonna come out in the wash right now beginning now beginning (laughs) now when I begin to talk about the last couple of the week in wrestling okay the acclaimed and FTR on one team fought Swerve in Our Glory and the Guns, that was the other team. They all fought each other. And they did fight. And FTR and the acclaimed won. And FTR pinned someone. I don't know who. So that is the match that happened. (laughs) What a good job. (laughs) What a good job describing an insane thing that happened. Why did this match? I mean, I guess this match... Okay, so in fairness... Yeah, I actually do understand why this match happened and why any of these tag team matches are happening. And it's because they're kind of like, we've got to reorient the division. I was thinking about it because it's like the Bucks are the trios boys now. Not that they'll never be fighting the tag teams, but they're going to have to get that trio shit actually going, which they've not done at all. Mm -hmm. So the Bucks are going to be there. The Bucks were a pretty important component in the dynamics of the, of the tag team division. Oh, I don't, I don't think so. I think FTR was carrying it. Don't you think? (laughs) Oh, you're right. It was mostly. I think now that the Bucks are gone, when the tag teams are so delightful to watch. (laughs) (laughs) deleted 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 okay yes um so it was ftr mostly but so i understand why it's happening but i uh, it did just happen yeah well it was like one of those weird things where it's like this usually happens to the women's division but it's Mm -hmm. like tony had a hat and then he drew Mm -hmm. names out and he was like okay FTR and the acclaimed are gonna be on one side but it was like the world's strangest group project over there yeah and then I kept forgetting they were on the same team because it was such a weird combo. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like, I don't know, it's like I, the jocks and the clowns, like, but on both <laughs> sides, sort of. Like, not that, like, not that Swerve and Our Glory are, like, humorless. They're not, but, like, compared to the guns, like, I don't know. It was just like a yeah. weird mismatch on both the, sides. The oh, acclaimed in FTR oh, yeah, seems yeah. like like the teacher put them together for a group project, yeah. like as a punishment <laughs> is what it seems like. It's like, if yeah. you boys won't settle down, I am going to make you team up with FTR. And then that's what happened. Yeah. They didn't settle down at all. And then, they did yeah. And then of course the acclaimed did drag FTR into their nonsense. So somewhere the teacher was like, and that didn't work either. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was a perfectly, I think it was technically a perfectly fine match that I didn't enjoy very much. I did (laughs) not, I actually actively did not like the big spot where they were all punching someone in the corner of the ring. Didn't like it. Oh, Um, why not? I don't know. It was just visually (laughs) kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like the visual. I I like the visual. I suddenly became like the fan who's like, I hate dancing wrestling. (laughs) It was like too choreographed. I was like, oh my god. Oh, I liked it. I liked it. It was fun. Start listening to Cornette. I was having a very strange experience through this whole match because there was a couple sitting next to us that I have no idea what level of intimacy they were at. Like I was guessing third date phrasing. (laughs) 
I, I love that phrasing. I like want to. I want to hear all the details of like what makes you like what. What are the arguments on the side of like just friends, and what are the arguments on the sides of like married for thirty? <laughs> well, I was thinking of it more in terms of actual level. Like it's like they might have been at level three intimacy or level seven intimacy. It's hard. To <laughs> <laughs> take take my couples counseling course and I'll tell you what level of intimacy you're at. I want to know. Okay, you don't know what type. What level. No, the, I, th- I thought they were like third date. Sarah was like, no, I think they've been dating for a while. And I was like, I don't think so. But the whole, like all through Dark and Elevation, this man was giving a master lecture on Brock Lesnar for some reason. Oh my God. That's the worst third date of all time. Oh my God. It was a nightmare. He was just pontificating about it. Then the show started and he'd never seen AEW before. And so, (laughs) but like his, the girl he was with knew everything, but like she wouldn't answer his questions for some reason. (laughs) So throughout this match, really funny. (laughs) I'm loving this. (laughs) Throughout this match, he said, who's the big man? And she said, that's Keith Lee. And he said, why is she mad? Why is he mad? And she wouldn't answer him. And so just every, every like 25 seconds, he would go, he's so mad. Why does he look mad? I think he's mad. He doesn't like everybody. Why is he mad? He seems cranky. He doesn't like this. I don't think he's having a good time. He's mad. That's so funny. But she wouldn't answer his questions. But like through the rest of the night, it made it clear that she is a regular AEW watcher. And so I have no idea what their vibe was. Would she answer like other questions or like yeah. the whole night she would? Oh, she but would, she just didn't want to discuss yeah. Keith Lee's emotions. Yeah, she would huh. not. She would not answer like details. She would. She if he had three questions, she would answer one maybe. Okay. So maybe she was just trying to focus up. She's like, this is my favorite show and you are distracting yeah. me. And she never said shut up, though, and I wish she would have because he, he, <laughs> he sure did keep going. <laughs> so that does argue for a lower level of intimacy. A third That's why I was going with like a yeah. third date. Yeah, I don't know. Or it's something they've been working on in therapy and she's like not supposed to say show, <laughs> shut up anymore and I so will. she was like really repressing it <laughs> just let him ask that's what the therapist says just let him ask just his let questions. Him ask. i will say you that you don't have to answer them just let him ask <laughs> i will say that his his laser focus on keith lee had me laser focused on keith lee and i'll tell you he was doing some acting oh i don't think i even noticed oh he was stomping he was stomping up and down the ramp and throwing his hands up in the air and shaking his head with disgust oh wow love that he's so mad i don't know why he was so mad why is he so mad he's not having a good time at all well well this match now forever to me will be the one where keith lee was so mad i think he was mad because his his swerve like didn't wouldn't fist bump him or something or he wouldn't fist bump. He sword. wouldn't. Maybe he was already I, mad. Well, because it was. Did you guys see Billy Gunn slide into the ring and try to go after Swerve? Yeah. My impression was that's when Keith Lee found out that Sweet Swerve had cut off Billy Gunn's oh. hands. <laughs> no, we found out on Rampage, didn't we? They, but did they, Keith Lee find out? Did though? Keith Lee find out? I don't know. I thought he did because I thought. Well, you know what? Oh, oh did Ali- he say something about? Did he? Roll oh, with Rick Ross. Up with Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Yeah. I All right. Well, that's right. Well, his vibe was yeah, very so. much like, why is Billy Gunn mad at you? You got Billy <laughs> Gunn mad? <laughs> <laughs> then Keith Lee is mad. <laughs> okay. Well, that's <laughs> a classic segment from your favorite girl. <laughs> well, um, we discussed a lot of good wrestling. <laughs> I think we really did. I, t- I'll be honest. I don't really have anything else to say about this match. Oh, I guess just, um, okay. So now what's happening at Full Gear I put it here. Oh. Oh, we just know the Acclaim versus Swerve in our glory. We don't know if FTR are going to be at full gear. God, what they, if they Well, we could get FTR gear. versus Young Bucks 3. <laughs> that would be pretty exciting, huh? That I'm would dying be, for that match. I, I bet that's, every what, day. that's what Tony wants to do. He's like, the girls are want the Young Bucks back well. <laughs> we'll you know what? Like, I am They'll need so, chaperones. I'm so low that I'm like, that is what would happen. Like, that absolutely is what would happen. We'll never see their bodies or their hearts until full year when they walk out <laughs> to, fight to fight FTR. fucking FTR when they'll lose to FTR. That is what would happen. And this Kenny's whole- not there. Kenny's not there. At all. <laughs> Kenny's been permanently deleted. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny can only show up when Allie's not in the country. <laughs> Kenny's one of the most difficult deletion cases yet. It's going to be pretty 
hard to get that guy back. <laughs> I mean, this whole episode did kind of feel like Tony Khan had listened to an episode of the podcast and he was like, those girls are too worked up. Like, we need a big bucket of cold water in every match, <laughs> like, to make sure that they don't get too, like, because all these guys I really like, but FTR I really hate and they kind of ruined the whole thing for me. Yeah. So. Has he not learned that the more depressed we get, the worse the, the, the things we say he are? He should, yeah. He should know it. If I have to move to Australia to bring Kenny back, I will do it. I'll do it. It's not a problem for me. I will move. (laughs) I will be happier. (laughs) This is a real Alexandra in the very no good, terrible. Yeah, that's me. Alexandra in the terrible, horrible. Some days are like that, even in Australia. And I say, but Kenny's there (laughs) somewhere else where I'm not. (laughs) One of our best ups yet, I think. Okay, can we move into this next segment? Yeah. I'm like know. beckoning. I just made a little hand gesture like, come with me away from FTR. Let's <laughs> talk about something else. Okay. So this is a big, I'm sorry to do it. I really try not to, but we're just lumping all the women into one section. It's all very intertwined, actually. So that's good for them, actually. They're getting their a little, true. a mini spider web. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Britt and Jamie fought Madison Rain and Sky Blue on Rampage and won. Uh, we all watched this, but I have no memory of this. <laughs> so Britt, no. I guess, called out Tony Storm, and they everyone had a big fight that Jamie Hayter, I think, came out on top of. Tony also cut another promo on Rampage, I think. I didn't look any of this up, about how Jamie is a really big bully, and she doesn't like that, and she doesn't want Jamie to win the title or something. That's okay. the middle of Greece, yeah. That's the middle <laughs> of Greece, pretty much. Well, okay, well... We'll get to it in a minute. Okay, and then on Dynamite, Jamie fought Sky Blue mm-hmm. and won. Mm-hmm. And I think there was some Brit interference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, now you're making me nervous. There was. <laughs> there was a lot of Brit interference, actually. <laughs> uh, okay, and then uh, also on Dynamite, we got the the promised Brit and Soraya like, in-ring promo interaction. Uh, they just like cut some promos on each other because Soraya was like, I can fight now and I'll fight you, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, they're going to fight at full gear. Okay. I would really like to start with this question. Why do you think that commentary keeps saying that Jamie and Tony were essentially roommates? <laughs> and does that not sound like 50s confirmed bachelor double speak? <laughs> It 100% does. I do keep thinking, like, because they said they lived together in the pandemic. So it kind of sounded to me like it was like a temporary housing situation, like for a couple months. Like, I don't know why the pandemic would do that, but it's like Jamie's apartment was getting painted. So she lived with Tony for a couple months or something. I think I love it to be clarified. I think that makes perfect sense. But it's also like when you read someone's story and you there's just one detail where you're like, I think you could just really simplify this and it would be pretty much the same story that, but just simpler and in kind of easier. It's, it's yeah, interesting it's, that commentary feels the need to like constantly yeah. kind of hedge it's, on it. It's very weird that they're fact checking it. They're like, yeah. well, I mean, their names were not a lease. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, it, it wasn't like a roommate's like for, you know, yeah. years or anything. Like one of them was on the couch. It was like an Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't right. we, I mean, it was, it was essentially, yeah. They shared a hotel room for a weekend, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> essentially roommates. Yeah. They went away for one dirty weekend. <laughs> essentially roommates. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So uh, where do you guys want to start with all this? What do you want to talk about? Jamie versus Sky Blue was a really butt forward match. I'll tell. I'll tell oh hell yeah, those <laughs> were two good butts. Yeah, I was pleased for Sky Blue to not be wrestling with Madison Rain because I don't think it's like helping her vibe of like Certainly. generic pretty girl. So, um, so I was happy for her. Yeah, it's like when Lee Johnson keeps getting hooked up to Brock Anderson, and you're like, why is that happening? Yeah, like Sky Blue needs to unhook from <laughs> from Madison. That's Rain. right. That's right. Sky Blue has not really, I feel very fond of her from when we saw it all out when she was just like a local jobber and everyone loved yeah. her, but she hasn't really done a lot to when you're me. When you're skydiving a company, don't you have to unhook <laughs> from, the, from, the, from the other skydiver at some point? Oh, yeah. I yeah. I was, <laughs> I was picturing horses in a harness. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Totally. But your metaphor is a lot more normal, so uh, producer Bordry, just well, pretend that I, I, I pretend that agreed. Normal. Or helpful. I, would say. <laughs> I think you've 
broken through to first thoughts. I think you've really uh, found some unique and vivid imagery. So I loved yeah. it. Both Blue of you. sky thinking, baby. Uh, who <laughs> do you guys sky. think is going to win between Jamie and Tony at Full Gear? This is so crazy because I think if if Thunder Rosa had given up the real title, I think Jamie would have a real shot at getting yeah. it now. But I don't know if I don't know if they're going to have Jamie win the interim. Like I don't know. Like it seems crazy to me. When you put interim in the schedule, like I honestly had totally forgotten it was the interim. <laughs> it blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, it is. <laughs> like, Sometimes I think that Tony actually almost could gaslight us into just yeah. ha- like edging it into just being the title and we never hear about the actual title again and he would love that because i think he wishes he had never started this yeah, interim hellhole i bet yeah. i bet he really wishes he vacated um Punk. thunder rosa's but like I, well, I, because I, I think he only gave thunder rosa an interim title because he had just given punk an interim title and it would have felt it would have felt unfair i know but like yeah it really has it really has caused some issues but like i, I don't know i mean I th- like I would be totally cool if he did gaslight us because like first yeah. of all that would that would serve all of my interests but also it would make a certain kind of wrestling nerd so angry it would make them <laughs> really mad if they never made an announcement or nothing they were just like it's it's the real world title and like <laughs> yeah I, I feel like a certain level of reddit nerd would be like this is oh, the wow. worst day of my entire life absolutely because we'd be 20 years down the line saying like oh and so-and-so has the world title and these guys would would be on the new on mastodon or whatever being like it's actually the interim world title <laughs> and we don't know where the world title is and it's never come back Thunder Rosa, who's 80 years old, is actually still the world title holder. <laughs> so the longest Honestly, reign of anyone. It's not not fun. Tony, that's a free idea. Yeah, like, I think we told really him before that. that he should be gaslighting us more often. Yeah. I think we did. I It'd guess. be so easy. <laughs> like, I didn't remember at all. We're really gaslighting ourselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, I agree that the interim title complicates it for me. I think I think that Jamie should win it. And that hope maybe that would bring out something more interesting in Tony if she like didn't have the belt and she was really mad yeah. at someone. That would be new. I'd love to. Uh, she tr- was trying to be really tough in her promo last Friday, and I just hated it. I was like, honestly, I wish you, uh, you were. We were in a bathroom right now, mm-hmm. and you were slumped against the toilet, <laughs> sobbing, mascara yeah. streaming down your face, being like, that's, everybody yeah. hates me. And I <laughs> that's usually that. her vibe, and I wish she would just fucking lean in. I know. Well, did you? Did you guys? You saw? The, did you see that quote from like Britt was on a podcast or something, and she was talking about Willow Nightingale, and she was like, I love Willow, and she really knows who she is, which is amazing because like it took me a long time to like figure out who I am as a performer and it's really hard and I keep thinking about that with Tony where I'm like she needs to know who she is as a performer which is like a sad drip of a woman yeah <laughs> the saddest yeah. drunk just girl the in the saddest, bathroom just the saddest <laughs> woman you have ever seen <laughs> yeah and like lean into it that's who you are you can't fight it babe she's yeah. trying every day she's trying uh, yeah, so I don't know what, exactly what's going to happen, but let's cut to the other part because I think they'll inform each other. So we have these Brit and Soraya promos. Uh, Leah, I think you had a really different opinion than Anna and I. This is when the night really tipped over into a, quite a dark place for us <laughs> <laughs> when we heard these promos. So uh, one of you, sh- sh- one of you, start. Well, I don't know. In the in the crowd, like it was definitely one of those things where Soraya started talking and everybody was like into it. And then Britt started talking and like the whole crowd switched to her side. And it was very much like a Julius Caesar like situation where it was like, like yeah. And so, I mean, and then I don't really think Soraya, Soraya got him back. Like her, her next round got a couple cheers, but also a couple boos. Like Britt got everybody, but like, I just thought it was really compelling. I like it when two people are on a, on a mic fighting for the crowd and they have a fighting chance at it. You know what I mean? Like when, like, obviously when they both suck, it's not, let's like, please stop. But like Mm -hmm. when, like the dueling mics are like, I just find that very enjoyable, especially being there, you know, like you just feel very invested. I do know what you mean there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I think it's just like the way that, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes Leah and, and those were sentences and I did heard, understand them heard and understood and completely disagreed moving she, on she gave you a little thumbs up emoji <laughs> good Brutal. job saying your opinion anyways heard seen <laughs> acknowledged 
My little text message got a red check mark. (laughs) I I definitely see that. And what did you think? Yeah, I like I want to be fair to it because I thought Britt got some great lines off like the like this office doesn't take walk-ins was like a fun little dentist reference Mm -hmm. and stuff. And um, yeah, I know some people liked Soraya's stuff, like Jeff liked it, I think. But um, I really hated her energy in this. Um, It just felt very much like you're at a new promotion, but you're coming in like everyone's already a huge fan of yours and has been just like waiting to hear if you're cleared. And then for her to come in like, so I've been watching Britt wrestle for like a couple of years now. She's out there all the time, like working away. And then for Soraya to come in and be like, you've only been handed things by Tony. I've been out here working this whole time. It's like, well, I've never seen you do anything. So mm-hmm. that is not the, like Britt's been the one who's been here working and you're the one mm-hmm. who showed up and suddenly got a lot of to- TV time yeah. without having earned it from Tony Khan. So it's like, well, the, right. actually it seems like opposite here and you're supposed to be like the baby face. And it's right. like, and I'm, you've really leaned into this idea that it's like, I was brought in to improve the division and like yeah. I'm making changes. And I think she's, clearly tried to dial that back from uh, how hot her, hot her energy was week one, mm-hmm. but it's still just like not that pleasant. I think mm-hmm. the weirdest thing for me is like, obviously this is all happening in the context of punk and punk's last year and brawl out and everything. So it's like really difficult to separate her from punk because of like the similarities in what they're doing and like the level of stardom that we're being told that they have mm-hmm. um and it, you just like actually can't ignore that context which i know that tony khan knows because of the number of storylines that he's been doing <laughs> where it's like the storyline is a meta commentary on what is like shoot happening in the world of wrestling so if soraya this is what she's doing and she is going to heel turn and they're going to use her to face turn Brit or something, if they're setting up something like that, then that would be one thing. And I'm like kind of willing to assess that if it starts to happen, Mm -hmm. but if she actually is a face and this is how she's acting as a face, then I am just like pretty bored and aggravated about it. And wasn't Mm -hmm. really like, I was really on Brit's side in the promo, but I wasn't ever on Soraya's side when she was talking. Yeah. Mm -hmm same yeah mm-hmm. it just feels very like very entitled very like wwe matters and AEW doesn't matter which comes across badly and i think like and it's definitely like worse because of the stuff that just happened with punk like she's really working like punk vibes right now but i think like if brian danielson when he had joined the company had like cut a promo on hangman being like you haven't done anything while i've been out here working and it's like again well like you haven't been wrestling for five years so like whatever i think i would have been like equally as aggravated where it's like this is like one of my faves in the company like a longtime person it's just like you have to introduce yourself here like this is a new place yeah Mm -hmm. you have to introduce yourself and you have to you know tell us a story that we want to hear yeah, mm-hmm. and like try to be a little bit likable if you're supposed to be a baby. <laughs> and that's and that's our hot advice shot. that everyone is asking. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's move on to talking about the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament 2022. Too long a title. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Page fought Eddie Kingston. This was the first round of the tournament on Dynamite. And Leah, you explained this to me. Do you want to explain what happened with Eddie the, with the first? With the. First. When so Eddie like got oh you got Ethan to tap out oh 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 how he lost oh yeah or how he should have won sure sure yeah so uh Ethan he had Ethan around the neck and Ethan was tapping but Stokely Stokely was uh talking to the ref and nobody saw it and the whole crowd was cracking me up because everyone was screaming for Paul <laughs> Turner they're like Paul Paul he's tapping Paul <laughs> but he didn't see and then I think he got name. loose very funny how big a role ref stuff is playing in this whatever storyline Eddie's doing the kind of an unexpected little flourish on the novel I know he's like that's who he's fighting against like his his great (laughs) enemy is truly the ref that tries to keep him in line okay well actually this is this isn't nothing because what is the referee is is rules and Eddie is chaos Mm. and like the referees are standing in for the referees of his own mind Mm-hmm. Of society. For society. Society. Man. Yeah. For society. <laughs> Not there. Uh, nice. Yeah. And so then, because of this ref stuff, Ethan ended up winning. Is this what you guys were expecting? 
Yeah, because I think Ethan's being pushed right now, but it does feel like in some ways, like Eddie's the same way, same place as best friends where like they they use him when they need somebody to get a win because like it won't really it won't really do anything like Eddie yeah. still gets cheered no matter what. But I'd like to see him win someday. <laughs> Someday yeah. I definitely would like to see him win. I was excited to just see him again at all at this point. I feel like it's been like a million years. This was like the first match and maybe one of the only matches of the night where it was like, oh, I enjoy both these performers. So yeah. I'm not like furious about it. And I do like Ethan a lot and I am glad he's getting pushed because I do think he's a good heel and, you know, they need that role. And I'm glad he's like been uncoupled from Dan Lambert. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. very happy he's been uncoupled from Dan Lambert. I don't think I, like, fully – I know it, it does seem like they need someone to be, like, that kind of mid-level uh, heel that MJF was before he got really big, and it's kind of, like, could be Ethan Page, whom I did just almost call Ethan Lambert. Uh, <laughs> so sorry. Um I think I just don't like kind of fully, I, it's not fully adding up for me yet, but I want it to because I love Ethan Page. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I felt like with this whole like storyline or this whole like Eddie losing thing, I was just kind of felt like, I don't know what, what we're doing here in general. Like, I don't know. I, I, I felt so brain dead. It's like, I can't follow any of these storylines. Everything feels pulled out of a hat to a certain degree. Like, I don't yeah. know. Maybe we're just putting in time to full gear. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We need that reset. Uh, and then the other stuff that was going on in the Eliminator tournament, I think it was just this, they are continuing this storyline that I don't really understand, where now Roosh wants to recruit Ten because of his, <laughs> how he stays in shape so consistently. <laughs> consistently, yeah. So it's like he basically came and was like, you have a beautiful body, <laughs> so I'd love to recruit you. Beautiful man. <laughs> um, yeah. But I didn't, Bruce just cried. He's a comedy king a little bit. He's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, not to me yet, but very well. Let them have I it. I won't contradict you. Perfect. Uh, but I was pretty confused because then I realized that he's going to fight Bandito. So I don't know why he and Bandito wouldn't have some promos. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just a thought. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. This is again where I'm just like, I don't understand what's what's happening anywhere. But yeah, sure. Can't follow the logic. Brian Cage is also going to fight Dante Martin. <laughs> and they just have the same gimmick, gimmick now, kind of. It's the machine versus the inhuman Dante <laughs> Martin, which... Uh, <laughs> The inhuman Dante Martin is a real uh, swing and a miss for me. <laughs> like, it does feel like they should have gone deeper onto a synonym list about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's like Dante Martin, who always looks like he's going to cry. Always <laughs> wanting to cry is very human. Deeply I will human. just say. Yeah. 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 He's the most he's, human. He's the most human. I guess he's only, it, it, it's, it's about his ability to jump. Is this <laughs> where it's coming from? I think it's like been he jumps his, so good. He's I had assume, an inhuman yeah. shirt for a long time. And yeah. I've thought about buying it several times because it's like a really nice blue, but oh. I don't really want an inhuman Dante Martin shirt. No. Well, good luck to them. <laughs> I hope he doesn't get just absolutely crushed in half. Like it's, crazy the, it's crazy Brian Cage is back and he's on TV so much now. It's like, I thought Brian Cage just got like demoted because nobody liked him, but apparently there was something else going on because now it's like, we all love Brian Cage. And we always yes. have. We always have. Oh. That's how Tony's gaslighting is. He's like, guys, you were begging me to bring Brian Cage back. You're not, I did it for you. I know how you've been suffering. Okay. Oh, it is a nice shade of blue on that inhuman shirt. Oh. See? It's a nice blue. There you go. You know, uh, these guys should learn a lesson. Like, if they want to sell me a shirt, like, just be someone I'm moderately like and, like, have a color on your shirt that's not black. Black, yeah. red, or silver. Mm -hmm. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. Oh, get a nice like a forest green out here. You know, get a mm -hmm. get a royal blue. I'll think about get it. A marigold. A marigold. Yeah. Hangman is the goat. Hangman. Hangman yeah. is. Let's talk about Ring of Honor. You guys That's are excited. <laughs> you guys pretty happy. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh my God. We watched Wardlow and Samoa Joe uh, fight and defeat the Gates of Agony on Rampage, but I don't believe any of us have any memories of what happened. I don't think the, I actually did watch it, to be honest with you. Well, you were 
you were purporting to be present in the group chat, I believe. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, could have fooled me. <laughs> you claimed to be present. <laughs> I don't know that for sure. But um, okay. So Ari Davari then came out on Dynamite and challenged Wardlow to buy. He wanted to. I don't understand this. He wants to buy Wardlow's TNT title and give him a butler who is a new man named VSK, who I swear to God, I've never seen before in my life. And now I've had it. Now I, now I hit my limit. I, t- I t- took Tony Nese into my heart. I took Josh Woods, not like all the way into my heart, like into my, like he's, I'm holding him. I'm like hugging him. Like, Hey Josh, I can't have this other bearded man. <laughs> no, I think I thought it was Tony Nese for a little bit. And then I was like, I don't think I know that butler. I can't believe Ari Davari got to do like an in-ring promo. Also, like this is all so degrading. That's crazy. Terrible. It's crazy. And then anyway, so then Wardlow powerbombed Ari Davari for a while. And he seemed just so mean. Like, it's yeah. like nothing. I don't even like Ari Davari, but it's like. He just like was beating up a trust fund kid, and you're like, <laughs> kind of, you're like, yeah, and then you're like, oh god, right up, <laughs> right in front of my eyes. <laughs> so that was rough. And uh, then he called Will Hobbs out, and they had a little promo back and forth. Wardlow said that he is going to win every title at AEW, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And <laughs> then Samoa Joe attacked him. So they are not aligned anymore. Warjo is over. And, but Samoa Joe then indicated to Hobbs that he's not aligned with Hobbs. This wasn't a plan between them. All of the big men are now mad at each other. <laughs> <laughs> big man free agency. So that, and that all happened. That all fascinating. happened. Fascinating. What fascinating emotional currents we've been it, watching. It was so weird. I sort of was like, I didn't, I didn't actually recognize that the butler was like any sort of person. So I was just like, this is another fucking security guard that Wardlow is just beating the shit out of. And so I was like, so when he power bombed him, I was sort of like, Samoa Joe is right to attack him. Samoa Joe is the only one in this ring who understands that Wardlow is a heel and he's doing what needs to be done. When he was doing the conducting for the power bomb symphony, it looked like so mean and obnoxious. I was just like, Wardlow, like everything they have been doing with you and you have been doing with yourself since uh, since you beat MJF has just been terrible. I have turned I was, on him. I, yeah, I, well, I was going to say I know that it's I am beating a dead horse about it at this point, but I on this one I am blaming him and Tony in equal parts. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to talk about Tony's booking, but nobody wants to talk about the pa- the fact that Wardlow had all he had all of our sympathy and he could have been. The biggest, nicest man, the gentlest giant. <laughs> he power bombs if you're bad, but he's kind if you're good. Like, it, it, you know, he had it all, and he chose. He genuinely thinks being a sex maniac who'll power bomb anybody is cool. Yeah. I know. So he evil. should. He should learn a lesson that women love a big, obedient man. <laughs> Did you guys see that tweet today? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't it's... anticipate the November eighth results. <laughs> Roll it so, back. Roll it back. Um, so anyway, but I guess that now he and Samoa Joe aren't friends anymore. Oh, no. They were such good friends before. That was, a, that was definitely another thing that contributed to our week. Yeah. <laughs> one, of the, one of the biggest ones, really. <laughs> when you really think a friendship means something and then just throw it away. <laughs> it's really hard. I, don't, I know we saw Samoa Joe give one promo where he talked, but like, Oh, right. That's what happened on Rampage. Okay. I yeah. didn't go back and rewatch it, but it's that he, Wardlow cut Samoa Joe off. Is that right? Remember when they were doing, Mark Henry was talking to, Mark Henry was there, and I think that's what happened. He cut Samoa Joe off. He disrespected him, like, pretty crazily, oh. actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Again, let's, let's make t-shirts that say Samoa Joe was right. <laughs> It'll be our new Magneto is right. <laughs> I think the crazy thing here is that like we have the ability to get invested in so many friendships. Like we were devastated when Will Hobbs turned on Ricky Starks, yeah. but we are all so uninvested in this. It's just like everything that's been happening here has been so bad. Well, I'm sure that they'll have a match at full gear, but I don't think we know what it'll be yet. And I hate that for us. Let's talk about... Are you going to say what you're going to say about Stuart Little and the big men? 
Oh, right. Well, it wasn't really about Stuart Little. It was just about mice in general, where I was like, when you, mm. you like a, a big man, if he's a face, you should look at him and think that like if he encountered a mouse he would pick it up so gently and pet it so and so it's nick jackson so he's you should think he could pick up nick jackson in the palm of his hand and pet him so sweetly that's so nice what i when you started that sentence my brain immediately filled in that like when he saw a mice he would mouse he would scream and jump on a chair like like the cartoon of an elephant you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i was and i was nodding i was like yeah that's men men big men should look like they're afraid of little mice (laughs) yeah do you guys think it's like concerningly like berenstein bear style easy to picture Matt and Nick Jackson as little cartoon mouses doing their pose. <laughs> like, it's like it's Actually, in there. Yeah. Like, I'm like, they exist, I think. Yeah, I feel like there was a cartoon sort of like that. It's like, what was their ranger? The ranger I'm picturing rovers. Gus from uh, C- uh, Cinderella. Oh, that's nice. And the little hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, well, I think Anne's looking up a cartoon now, so we'll move on to talking about uh, Orange Cassidy fought Shibata on Rampage. This was so fun. It was such a feel-good match. This was just good. Everything about it was delightful. Yeah. Uh, They, like, definitely seemed like... So we had heard that uh, Shibata wants to fight at a... Did we say this last week? Wants to fight OC and wants to fight Danielson. Mm-hmm. So he got this little match with OC. And he really did seem like he liked doing comedies. Like, yeah. they yeah. really did some, like, very sweet, not over-the-top goofy, but, like, cool, funny, fun bits mm-hmm. together. When sitting they were both the sitting ring. on the floor being like, mm-hmm. you hit me first. No, you hit me first. <laughs> so good. I like it. So cute. Just very accessibly nice. Uh, Shibata is so handsome. It's like mm. oh, sick. Mm-hmm. He's like yeah. sick cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I crazy. feel like that has not, I haven't seen that discussed enough, like except by me bringing up up over and over and over <laughs> No, again. I agree. I agree. The a lot internet of wrestling, wrestling community. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, Shibata's a legend. And oh, you know, he got her, blah, blah. And we're like, we're not discussing that he is no. the cutest boy in the world. Such a hunk. A hunk. An absolute hunk. He's 42. Well, he's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> he and Orange Cassidy, there was a lot of some very cute boys out there. <laughs> he and Orange Cassidy up there in age. <laughs> <laughs> they I are both old. You were yeah, be also, like, wow, that was an elderly match. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a match for uh, old men. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, I don't know what I was talking about now that we've done. Oh, how handsome he was, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So then on Dynamite, Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends did a little skit with QT Marshall. And I, I, I keep trying to envision which men were in the background in this, but I actually have no idea. I meant to ask Sarah, and then I forgot. And so I don't know. Somebody's, somebody's going to think I'm stupid for answer, asking this question, question. So Cody's faction was the Nightmare Factory, or the Nightmare Family. Yes. And then QT Marshall had a civil war where he... He got out of that, and he became the factory. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson were in Cody's faction. Inexplicably, Lee Johnson was in the back of the factory. Have they, now that Cody's gone, have, have they grown back together? Well, I think, I, like, the factory is, like, Cody's wrestling school. Like, I think yes. they all train there, the right? Nightmare. So yes. like, Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's definitely the facility. I think they but, have. But, yeah, it seems like they just, like, had them disappear from TV for a while. And then they were like, guess what? We're all still so friends. The QT's, like, my problem was solely Cody. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get it, QT. <laughs> well, maybe it's, like a, like, a whole family can be in crisis, but then an unexpected death brings everybody together. You know what I mean? Like, grief is a bonding experience. Have we not seen that over the past few months as we grieve our lost bucks? <laughs> we are closer than ever, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, the, the outcome of this little sketch was that Orange Cassidy agreed to fight Lee Johnson on Rampage, like, really enthusiastically. I was like, I yeah. think he's actually loving doing stuff these days. <laughs> and uh, then Greg ended up having an immediate fight with Jay Lethal. I don't know why. What, like, was this out of the same group or like they went down the stairs and encountered new men? It was or? a it was a weird like smash cut 
Like, I don't, it was, it was, it was probably like, like Greg and Dustin like said something stupid and they had to cut it together is probably yeah, what it was. That's probably <laughs> what happened. But it did have the whole segment had the vibe of like Tony caught them backstage and was like, did you guys forget that I told you you had to challenge someone? And they were like, <laughs> no, it. we didn't forget. Around. We totally have matches and <laughs> hold on one minute. And then they ran into these two in the back. But what they don't know is that Tony was actually gaslighting them. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the one who made the mistake. He never told them. Yeah, that checks out. Jay Lethal is on my television screen so much. So it much. is crazy. Why is Tony Khan so in love with Jay Lethal? It's like, I don't have I read, beef with him even specifically. It's just like, I've nothing him. Well, he's like, he's a Samoa Joe in that like, yeah. any personality he might have just slides off. And I don't, yeah. I don't know what he's about. Mm-hmm. I read a really troubling uh, tweet today that said that Jay Lethal has had 11 matches at AEW this year. And I literally was like, I would have said 35. <laughs> I would have said I've seen that man wrestle upwards of 30 times. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Full like, what week of the year are we on? <laughs> like, Because it's two times that, I think. <laughs> so. Oy, oy, oy. Uh, anyway, so in the after, so Greg lost, but it was it. It seemed like it was like a perfectly fine match. I mean, it was yeah. fun. Yeah, he's good. Trent's a yeah. fun wrestler. Oh, to watch. he's good. The guy, ne- the the weirdo guy who'd never seen an AEW show. He was he was explaining to this girl who clearly watched every week. See, he's targeting the knee. Oh, the <laughs> knee again. He's going after the knee. Look at him. Oh, see, it's that knee. See, he just keeps going after the same knee. And I was this like, is so funny. Buddy. I, I, I want to break up with this guy. I hope it was a third date and that in the middle of the Brock Lesnar <laughs> lecture, she'd been like, I'm going to I'm gonna dump him after this. Yeah. Bit. And so she was just trying to ride the night out. Yeah. She's like, I won't be engaging. Can't deal with that. Um, oh, so, but anyway, so Greg lost. And then somehow Jeff Jarrett ended up coming out. And he said a lot of stuff that I didn't listen to at Mm -mm. all. And then they announced, and I can't put these pieces together. It's like I've got two different puzzles here. (laughs) Uh, That um, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal are going to fight Sting and Darby at Full Gear. (laughs) It's a full Y for me. I feel like I'm I'm trapped in the nightmare factory. That's how now, I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Now that I've been fully radicalized by mm. Ian's friend Jeff, I am like, I cannot believe that Jeff Jarrett is going to be wrestling. Everyone told me he was going to be in the back. I know. Yeah. Even and the fact when he came. Sting. Oh, it's inappropriate. I guess it's they're old not. enemies, I think. Ugh. <laughs> Sting has a lot of enemies. Like, <laughs> he's just a kindly old man. I don't know how he accumulated <laughs> so many of these enemies. These assholes. That man's decade decade long career of uh, of fighting for a living shouldn't have had any impact <laughs> on how many friends or enemies he has. Should only have friends. That's right. Um, anything else to say about this? No, it's just it really does feel like every match is just picked out of a hat. Now it's just like I don't know why anything is happening. <laughs> like I'm so unhappy. Yeah. No. There's <sighs> no stories. I guess this is all just, this is still basically an ROH world. I do keep getting really scared. Like, I'm like, the best friends are too close. They're too close to to the swirling vortex that is ROH. And I'm so worried that Tony will tip them over the edge. If he sent them to ROH, I would just, like, burn down, like, a city or something. What would we do? Like, (sighs) would we abandon them to ROH? That seems so sad. No, I can't abandon them, but I can't watch ROH. I can't watch ROH. I'd be, I would be more likely to watch ROH if he doesn't send my faves there. That's true. Yeah, actually. So, Tony, think about that. <laughs> the reverse hostage situation, kind of. Okay, let's talk about what was going on with Mox and Max. So, we got promos from both of these guys uh, as a preface to their full gear match. So... MJF's promo was from somewhere else completely because he won't be at wrestling, he says, until full gear because of the firm beating him up slash potentially because of filming this movie that he's in. (laughs) That's the potential shoot reason. And then Mm -hmm. Mox's promo was in the ring with William Regal. So what did you guys think about both of these? I like Mox's a lot. I thought it was funny. I thought they hit like a good vibe of where he he does like 
talk MJF up, but also I thought him and William Regal kind of laughing at MJF, like saying he's the devil and stuff was, was fun and enjoyable. Um, for MJF, I kind of like, he always does a great job. So it's like grading on a curve for sure. But I like found it a little bit bland. Um, it, and I went back and rewatched it today. Cause I was like, I didn't remember like anything that he said. And I was like, Oh, cause it wasn't very specific and it wasn't very, it wasn't like super compelling to me for an MJF promo. I kind of feel like he and Mox aren't really like the chemistry isn't quite there for me. It's like Mox and hangman were like so compelling and so interesting. I never thought about them together. And Mox and MJF is like, this is fine. Yeah, I I think it does feel a little more like they are both wrestlers, and so they have to wrestle each other, and less like, you know, you're fighting some like mirror thing inside yourself, mm-hmm. and like Hangman and Mox had the same like you know their vibe was very much like we have the same demons, yeah. and Mox and MJF is more like I'm diagnosing your demons, but those aren't actually exactly the demons that I have. <laughs> it really feels to me a little bit like. Yeah, if they were, like, in high school together, like, Mox would never have noticed that MJF existed. <laughs> like, MJF's <laughs> off in the theater yeah. department. Mox is, like, smoking behind the bleachers, and, like, they would just never interact at all. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they they still both were really good promos. For me, yeah. the the Mox one worked a little better. Uh, in a, You know, well, I, don't, I won't really get into it, but sometimes... Uh, there's some syntactical stuff that MJF loves to do that I'm just like, I want to edit that so bad. I want to, <laughs> I want this is a great promo, but like, I don't like that you are leaning on this stylistic device and I want to change it. And actually I never have that criticism of Mox. I'm just like, yeah. you're either a beat poet who's being pretty sensical or a beat poet who's being completely nonsensical, but you're always a perfect beat poet, babe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mox always feels a little more like, um, authentic i guess mjf is like doing theater you know and and mox is like getting into actual fights is what it feels like which is fine they both work uh mox just being like he calls himself the devil but he's a little (laughs) boy really was really good (laughs) i liked it a lot yeah No, which was a good like. I mean, that does also kind of highlight the you know the 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 specific type of theatricality that MJF is doing, where it's like you are like yeah, you practice that in front of your mirror, like being like oh, it's gonna be so cool, like the character of MJF. I mean, being like oh, it's gonna be so cool when I say like I am the (laughs) devil, and Mox is just like I I don't really, I don't really see that actually, but you know. Do you guys think that MJF has been revamping his punk material for Mox? And do you think, if so, that he writes his little notes like in a little like moleskin notebook that he carries oh, yeah. around with him? Yeah, I totally believe he has a notebook <laughs> where he <laughs> writes down ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't trust the cloud. We're learning that no. more than ever these days. It's a great point. Hard copies, yeah. all there is. Hard, hard copies only. But yes, he <laughs> absolutely uh, had taken quite a few notes on what he was going to be doing with punk in the fall. And he said, I'm not wasting this. I'm not killing these darlings. These guys are coming these to darlings? TV. <laughs> Uneditable. Don't worry. These darlings are on your screen. Mox is also a wrestler. So this is all going to work. It's not a problem. Um, and I don't think it like, I think actually he's done a pretty good job. It, it, yeah. Like, I don't know that there was a better approach to take. I think it's just like it was never going to feel as like sexy. Okay, uh, what do you guys think? Full gear. Do you think that William Regal is going to turn on Mox? Ooh, that'd be rough. That'd be rough. It would be rough. William Regal. Speaking of the chemistry, he and MJF definitely had the the chemistry going on. So I would. Boom. That would be a lot more electric if that did happen. So it would. That'd be, be interesting. Mox's poor family, though. If, like, Yuda and Brian Danielson are fighting and then they fall out with <laughs> with uh, William Regal, it's just going to be him and Claudio. Don't and you him. feel like, though, at the end of the day, Mox would kind of sigh and just be like, I'm a single dad. I was a single dad before I got pulled into this family. Now I'm a single dad with more sons. But <laughs> once again, and he, maybe Eddie's been spiraling out because Mox has been so distracted with everyone else in the oh. family. And so maybe it'll be good for Eddie if um, if it does all implode, actually. He yeah. has a little more one-on-one time. Mox wasn't even at Eddie's uh, intervention. I know. It's, yeah. They need to work on their marriage. They need some <laughs> some weekends away. <laughs> Just the two True. of them. True. Tony, they need that vacation. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of things that Tony is or isn't doing, uh, final point here. 
Brian Danielson did fight Sammy Guevara. It was best of three falls. They, I think it was that Danielson got one, then Sammy got one, and then Brian Danielson did win. Uh, what do you guys think of the match? The elite promo came, I believe, right before this match. And so this was when I've checked out of my entire life. And <laughs> Sarah really hopefully said, but hey, at least you get to watch Brian Danielson beat the shit out of Sammy Guevara. And I turned to her and in like an unearthly demon voice said, do you think that that's a treat right now? <laughs> so that's the headspace I was in when that started. But despite that, I, I love that you're offended it. at like, like a treat. It's a treat. You can't try to turn things, turn broccoli into a treat. That's yeah. not- Okay. <laughs> That's right. Just because like you like say it in a sweet voice doesn't mean it's going to taste sweet. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. It was rough. I this was again one of those things where it's like I really like Brian Danielson. I find him very attractive with his insane beard and hair. Yeah. But uh Sammy is really enough to kill the whole thing for me and I did not have a good time. Yeah. Even though I think he was wrestling good, like every time I did tune in, I was like, oh, that was a good move from Sammy, I guess. But like, I just hate him. It all looked really good. But then uh, the the degree to which it looked good launched another round of discourse online, which is like, w- this might be one of my least favorite of the recurring like light discourses. Mm-hmm. It's just people being like, you have to admit now that Sammy is a good wrestler. And if you don't like Sammy, you're the problem. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't have to admit it because Sammy can't he comes out every week with the same face and makes mm-hmm. the same faces at me and i keep hating them it's not a crime yeah well it's to like not this, like him it's not a real sport <laughs> he needs to have a personality like if he was like an mma fighter whose fights were flips like sure he's great at it but like yeah you can't win wrestling on merit no, no, that's not how this works he's very good at flips but i don't like watching him and i don't know what to do about it did it come across how much the crowd hated him? No. I don't think so, actually. Okay. But there was at least three different rounds of fuck you, Sammy Chase. <laughs> oh, they must have been uh, muting it then. Or oh, like, my God. Or, you know. There was a point where he stumbled a little on the top rope, and there was an immediate you fucked up chant. Um, <laughs> he did have one very cool move, and the, chant, the crowd immediately started chanting, you still suck, though. <laughs> <laughs> love a boston crowd <laughs> yeah i you know it's just so cr- i think it's just been so we've just already talked about it but it's just been so crazy especially for the last few months to be like this man is not getting a good response and yet i am forced to see i guess like he is a he i mean i guess because he's a heel i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say no i yeah i mean well it's uh, so bleacher says like he's an immensely talented young wrestler who only benefit from working with guys like Danielson much more so than some of the other veterans with bad habits he's been exposed to. And I was like, are they subtweeting Jericho? Because like, I mean, I agree that I sort of don't think that Jericho is doing good mentoring somehow, but like Jericho is really good at reading the crowd and like doing things that the crowd likes and Sammy is not. So, I mean, it's more Cody than, than Mm. Sammy, but like, Cody never really mentored Sam. I don't know. I just was like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's fine. Like, if Danielson wants to mentor Sammy and fix him, by all means, somebody <laughs> should. But I don't know. It's fixable. Really I'd love to see it. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a good personality match for, no. to me. I think, Leah, what you said about how Jericho, like, is good at poking fun of at himself, and that might be what makes him a bad fit for Sammy, that seemed right, really yeah. right mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. That, like, I, I can see Jericho suggesting a lot of things to Sammy that to him, he's just like, yeah, you just do it. Cause you lean into the crowd and you don't care if you look dumb and Sammy just won't do it. It's yeah, very easy right. for me to envision. And it's a real bad quality for a wrestler to be too afraid of looking stupid because You're what are we doing here? Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Trust me. This whole endeavor is dumb <laughs> as hell. You gotta look stupid. You're a little yeah. birthday clown. Mm-hmm. You're a little birthday and you're getting paid birthday clown money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but again, like, I think the match was, that the wrestling was good. That's what everybody has said. And it did look cool, and it's just, like, I just didn't care about it at all. And so next, or not, at full gear, Claudio and Jack. Claudio, Brian Danielson, Sammy, and Jericho are having a four-way 
Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's so crazy cool. to me that they have not yet managed to do all of the various combinations. Like it seems <laughs> like seems like they could they should have finished yeah. these. You know, when you do like a mathematical like permutation to, thing, like they're so big. <laughs> like when you have a lot so big so fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's why these factions shouldn't be this big. No. no. Even though I think at one point we advocated for it, but it, it's like shooting the moon. It's like it only works if the entire company yeah, gets. Yeah, yeah. You into can't the just factions. do it this level. Yeah, we what we yeah. were asking for is to hit a point where, <laughs> it, as a wrestler in AEW, you have to choose JAS versus <laughs> yeah. BCC like a color like, war situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah you add versus like, shark. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't be on the sidelines, and so if you're not going that far, then that's not that's not worth it. Yeah, no. what we're doing now that's is right. not. What we're doing now is not it. No. Oh, well, that's a great note to end the podcast on. But (laughs) Ricky Starks came back and he's in a feud with Lance Archer. I have no idea why, but I love Lance Archer now. So, (laughs) and that's what sending someone away for a while can do for you sometimes. I remember his face now. Like when I'm not looking at it, I have thought multiple times. I wish I could see Lance Archer. Wow. (laughs) So, anything Mm. else? That's it. That's it. What a rough week. Your lackluster girls. (laughs) Next week, probably still haven't seen no juicy bods. Probably still haven't seen no juicy bods. Next week, I've been Allie. I've been Ann. And I've been Leah. This is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Gorkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and come back next week.